0: welcome to episode 18 of the long story short podcast with me your host Vicky Cornick. I hope everybody is having a lovely week so far. On today's episode I am going to be talking to you all about ways in which you can still lose fat while also living your best life. So when it comes to losing body fat or losing weight so many people are in this mindset or under this belief that you have to become a hermit to get results and by becoming a hermit I mean no eating out, not going on holidays, no drinking, no eating quote-unquote bad foods and let's be honest that's not life, that's not enjoyable and it's also not sustainable. So something that I am so passionate about is educating my clients on how to create a balanced lifestyle so that they can still go out with their friends, still have a date night with their partners, still go on holidays with their family and still get results. It can absolutely be done. Just as an example with myself, if you follow me on Instagram, you will know that I am a massive foodie and I probably eat out on average once or twice a week. And this is something that has been absolutely crucial in my recovery because I've been a foodie for as long as I can remember. I was that kid that at, you know, birthday parties or at, you know, events, family events, I would be the one that was at the adult kind of buffet table eating salads and, you know, eating adventurous foods. Whereas I was not the kid that was eating chicken nuggets and chips. And I always had like a very, I suppose, advanced palate we shall say um but I'm a massive foodie and I love just all different types of food and for me eating out is something that's a part of my life and it's something that I really really enjoy um, I also throughout my recovery or when I was suffering with an eating disorder I probably missed out on about one to two years of eating out so I suppose the way I look at it now is like not that I'm trying to make up for that but I really appreciate those meals out and those social nights with friends and with family. And that's why I really love it. And like that, it's a huge, huge part of my life. So this is something that I work a lot with, um, a lot on with clients and like that clients might come to me, they have a weight loss goal and they are in this mindset that, Oh, Vicky, I'm going to have to, you know, live under a rock for the next two to three months. And I have to be really strict, no bad foods, no eating out, etc. And this is where I'll actually stop them in their tracks and I'll say, you're probably going to think I'm the weirdest personal trainer ever, but I'm actually going to teach you how you can still eat out and still reach your goals. And the way I teach them this is by showing them how they can compromise, but not sacrifice. So we often think like that, we need to stop doing things. We want to get results. We need to stop eating out. We need to stop eating certain foods. And when in fact we can actually very much fit these foods in through compromise as opposed to sacrificing them. This might look like drinking one night a week as opposed to three or four nights a week. This might also look like eating out once or twice a week as opposed to five or six times a week. But I also don't want people to panic like if they do have a really busy week where they are eating out you know two to three times a week they've got maybe a hen on they've got a birthday party on they've got a work lunch on The worst thing you can do in this situation is panic. In that case, what I generally suggest people do is they pick one of those meals or dinners out or lunches out or whatever it is. And that's that meal that they're really going to enjoy. I want to clarify here though, I don't want to call it a cheat meal, but it's just going to be one that you're going to pick whatever you want on the menu and really, really enjoy. The other two to three meals that you're having out, they're going to be a little bit more, you know, nutritious as opposed to the one meal that you're going to just really enjoy. So for example, it might be, you know, two to three meals where you're having a steak and veg, or you're having like a grilled chicken salad. And then the one night that you're really going to enjoy, you're having a pizza and a bottle of wine. So again, just another example there of compromise as opposed to sacrifice. One more example I think might be useful for people is going out and Knowing that you don't have to have all three courses, and this is something that I've definitely changed my mindset on over the last like even year. I used to feel like, oh my God, I'm going out to a restaurant. I need to have, you know, three course meal. I need to have all the, you know, drinks on the menu, whatever they're offering, I'm going to have it. And again, that creates that all or nothing mindset. When in fact, I might just be looking at the menu and going, oh, nothing really jumps out to me. I just kind of, you know, want a main course. And really, just kind of, I suppose, Outlining what you want. And this is what leads us on to the probably the best principle I have ever used. And this was an absolute game changer for me. And this is called the fuck yes principle. So I learned this from a previous mentor of mine and an incredibly knowledgeable coach. Her name is Emma Story Gordon. She goes by ESG Fitness on Instagram. And I think she adopted this method from Mark Manson um who is also or not also but who is a very well-known um author um and he I think wrote the book sub, Subtle Art of sub, Subtle "So subtle, subtle oh my god why can't I speak Art of Not Giving a Fuck I think that was his book anyways um this fuck yes principle is basically if it's not a fuck yes it's a no so for example you might be going out for dinner with friends and you're looking at the menu and they're all getting starters mains desserts but you're kind of like nothing really jumps out to me on the starters or the desserts or whatever it is. And something that I definitely used to fall into was feeling like just because everybody else was getting it, I'd just get it as well. Or just because my boyfriend was getting it, oh sure, I'll get a starter as well. But I didn't really want one. I wasn't really fussed on one. This is why the fuck yes principle is brilliant. Because if it's not an immediate like, oh my god, I love this pizza. I'm definitely getting it. I'm really looking forward to it. If that's not your you know, initial want then it's a no. You don't really want to have it. You don't need to have it. And I actually, on a side note, apply this to when I'm going shopping for clothes as well. So if I walk into a shop, let's say Zara, and I see a dress and I'm like, "Mm, it's kind of nice, but I don't really know about it. I don't really know about the color. It's a no. As opposed to going into the same shop and finding a dress and going, oh my God, I love that dress. I've tried it on. I'm obsessed with it. Then I'm gonna get it, so it's a really good and simple principle to apply. And um, something that another example that I also like to, to give is dessert. Like, I have such a sweet tooth, I love chocolate, I love sweet things, I love yeah, everything, everything sweet. And um, if I'm looking at a dessert menu and I'm scrolling through and I'm like, mm, not really in the mood for a chocolate brownie, not really in the mood for you know, ice cream or you know, panna cotta or whatever is on the menu. I'm not really going to get it. But even if my boyfriend was to get a dessert, I don't feel pushed on anything. Therefore, you know what? I'm not really fussed. If I saw any type of crumble on that menu, be it apple crumble, rhubarb crumble, berry crumble, I don't know, I'm getting it. I don't care what diet I'm on. I don't care if I've got a holiday or my wedding coming up. Like, I am getting an apple crumble. So for me, that's my fuck yes, as opposed to something which, okay, this is going to be very controversial, but like a chocolate brownie is like not my major thing. So that's just an example there. Another example when it comes to eating out is planning ahead. You will not regret this. And not even from like, calorie perspective, but I suppose just from a reassurance perspective, because something I often hear from people is that they've been, you know, nailing their gym sessions, they're really, really on point, everything's going great, and they're going out for dinner and they almost kind of have this panic. And I totally can relate to this because I was that person that was really in this like healthy eating mindset and you know on a roll. And then somebody would invite me out for dinner and I'd be like, oh shit, what do I do? Um, checking the menu in advance can be really, really helpful. Just so you can prepare yourself, just so you can know that, you know, you have in your head what you're going to have. And it's not as daunting as if you get there. And let's say you're with a group of people or you're with your partner and you're sitting there going, oh my God, I am going to have, you know, what am I going to have? There's pizza, there's pasta, like all of those, you know, don't fit within my calories. And I suppose. I'm totally biased in saying this, this but this is where having a coach is like really really handy because what a lot of my clients will do is they will um in our weekly nutrition check-ins they'll let me know that they're going out for dinner on Saturday they'll send me the name of the restaurant and they'll say look Vicky I want to make you know better choices at my dinner tonight what do you suggest having so I will always suggest a more you know nutritional option and then I'll say to them as well like what do you want and at the end of the day, if they're going to say, oh, well, you know, the carbonara really jumps out to me and I love carbonara like that. It's their fuck yes. I'm going to tell them to have the carbonara, but then we're looking at compromise, not sacrifice. So I might say to them, well, if that carbonara is your fuck yes, maybe don't have a starter, maybe don't have a dessert. Again, at the end of the day, it's totally up to that person. I will always just make better or the suggestions that I think would be better for them based on what their goals are. But checking the menu can just take away that stressful moment when you get to the restaurant. Um, Another thing that you can do and you need to be really really smart when doing this and that is banking calories on a weekly basis. So this is something that can if done wrong go totally the opposite direction and basically just like slap you in the face. So what we mean by banking calories is let's say for example you have 1700 calories as your as your calorie target every day for to be in a in a calorie deficit to lose weight. Let's say, for example, you're going out for dinner on a Saturday night, I might suggest to somebody, right, I want you to just pull back by 100 calories on Monday to Friday, and that's going to give you an extra 500 calories on your Saturday night. So again, you go out for your Saturday night dinner, you now have 2200 calories to play around with, which just gives you that little bit more leeway and freedom. So that when you look at your week as an average, you're still within your calorie deficit, you're still on track when it comes to your nutrition. There is a little bit of a danger zone here. And this is when people go way too extreme or take things way to the extreme on banking calories. By that, what I mean is having a thousand calories Monday to Friday and then having five, six thousand calories on Saturday and Sunday. That is definitely not what we want. What that is going to do is just increase your likelihood of going into that binge restrict cycle which usually results in feeling a huge amount of guilt, shame, and then that vicious cycle starts again on Monday. So we definitely don't want that. So be really, really careful. And like that, you can get great results by pulling back on 100 calories each day and saving, you know, five, 600 calories for your night out. You can also look to bank calories on a daily basis. But again, A little bit of a danger zone here, something we do want to be careful about. But some examples would be maybe pushing your breakfast out till a little bit later. Let's say it's a Saturday morning. You usually have your breakfast at around eight o'clock. Maybe instead you do, you get your gym session done at eight o'clock or you go for a walk, you take your dog out, you do your groceries, whatever. And then you push your breakfast out till kind of 10 or 11. And that just kind of, maybe your usual day looks like, you know, three meals and two snacks. Maybe you just don't have one of those snacks in the lead up to your dinner. Something you also will want to do on the day that you're eating out is have really high volume meals. And what I mean by high volume meals is basically meals that are quite low in calories, but very filling. So some examples here could be, you know, um fat-free Greek yogurt, a nice big bowl of that with some fruit, really low calorie, but really filling. And that's going to keep you full, you know, for, for a number of hours. Another example is maybe a grilled chicken salad where you're, you know, bulking that salad up with loads of um fresh vegetables. And then you have a nice good amount of protein in there that's going to keep you fuller for longer because most likely when we eat out and like that we're having maybe pizza pasta you know Indian whatever it is and those meals are probably going to be a lot higher in carbohydrates and fats and as opposed to protein and fiber so you kind of want to swap those around earlier on in the day But again, I'm going to mention that danger zone and something you really, really don't want to do here is starve yourself before eating out. So I'd actually much rather if a client is to say to me, right, I'm going to have my breakfast at around 10 o'clock, then lunch at maybe like two o'clock, but my dinner's not till eight o'clock. So that's like a good few hours that I'm not eating for. And somebody might report back or they might tell me like, I know I'm going to get hungry. I will say to them, I would much rather you have a high protein snack at around three or four o'clock in the afternoon so that you don't go out and have your dinner starving. Because again, that just creates that cycle where you're going to be absolutely ravenous. You're going to overeat and you're going to feel like crap after it. So we want to remove that. As much as possible. I'm also going to give you some tips for when it comes to holidays, because again, this this is you know tied into that social life. It's something that is is something we all need to do and um, you know be able to manage is going on holidays. Um, But like that, you might be somebody that is going on holidays and wants to stay relatively on track with their nutrition, but you also really want to enjoy yourself. Um, And this is a lot of these things that I'm you know suggesting are things that I do myself. Um, so yeah. When it comes to holidays I kind of have like two mindsets when it's holidays. If it is a city break which is let's say an average of two to three days this is such a short amount of time and it is by no means enough time to gain a significant amount of body fat. So if you come back from your city break and you step on the scales and you see that scale weight jump up guaranteed that is water weight. It is not fat gain. So there's nothing to be worried about here and guaranteed you are going to have, you know, the next three to four days of eating back in your routine, you know, your nutritious foods, your plenty of water, you know, you're back in the gym. That scale weight is going to drop again. With a city break, I'm going to use um, an example of when I went to Rome for my birthday weekend. And like that, I'm a massive foodie. So for me, Rome was all about the pizza, all about the pasta, all about the lovely, um, pastries and yeah just really really enjoying myself but something that I did really try to work on and again this is a constant like working process for me as well like I'm not perfect when it comes to these things I do get to that stage where I might have a night away and I eat overeat and I just feel a little bit like sluggish so again I'm not perfect but these are some tips that I've definitely learned along the way and um, when it comes to being away something that I really try to focus on is eating mindfully a really great thing that I use is the hunger scale. So we have the hunger scale, which is from um, one to 10. 10 is being like sickly full, where you actually, you almost feel like you are going to get sick. And one is being absolutely starving. I also apply this when I'm eating out, by the way, but um, this is just something that, thinking back to my weekend away in Rome in January, that I really, really tried to work on. Um, on the hunger scale, we never want to really get below a four on the hunger scale, where we're really starving. And like I said, it kind of creates that, Um, you know, it, it can lead to that uh, restriction or Um, restriction binge kind of cycle that if we are severely hungry, we are then going to overeat straight away. So we never kind of want to go below four on the hunger scale. And we also never really want to go above eight on the hunger scale. So fullness is okay. Hunger is okay. These are all normal feelings that we get throughout our day or throughout our week or when we're away. But like that, you never really want to be absolutely starving. Like a little bit of hunger is absolutely fine and it's totally normal. And you also don't want to be stuffed to the point where you're going to get sick. Uh, Fullness is fine. Feeling like, oh, I need to, you know, unbutton the jeans. Like that's fine. But we want, we don't want to take that to the extreme. So whenever I'm eating, I kind of like that. Imagine my stomach has this hunger scale and the more it's filling up, I like to stop at around like a seven. So I'm quite full. I probably could have a few more bites, but you know what? I know I just probably push myself to a little bit too much fullness. And then when we are, you know, in a city or on holidays, I never really want to get below that four point because I know I'll just end up over consuming calories that are probably unnecessary. Um, Another thing that I have already touched on is the fuck yes principle. So like that, if you're going out and carbonara is your absolute favorite meal, go for it, have it, enjoy it. And you know your city break is so short, it's so sweet, you just wanna enjoy and soak up those memories so you will get back on track when you're home. And another thing that I've really tried to work on myself in the last year is that mindset of you don't have to finish everything on your plate. And if you're listening to this and you are from Ireland or you're Irish, um, you probably, we've all grown up with our, mums or our parents saying you have to finish everything on your plate in order to get you know your dessert or to be able to go back out with your friends or watch TV. And there's that is a huge thing that I think has stuck in certainly my head from growing up is that I have to finish everything. And it's still something that I struggle with. I'm not going to lie, I have a very all or nothing personality, something that I work on on a daily basis, but finishing everything on my plate is something that I find really hard not to do. But major win. When I was away, it was actually my birthday, which would also be a day that I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to have whatever I want. And don't get me wrong. I still did. But I was also, we were out for dinner and I had carbonara and it was divine, but it was incredibly rich and indulgent. And I actually was really trying to pay attention to my hunger cues, really trying to listen. And I got to the point where I probably had about I'm going to say a quarter to a third of the plate, bowl, whatever you call it, left. And I was like, to my boyfriend Kev, I was like, I can't finish this. Like, I'm getting to that stage where I'm quite full. And he's man, so he, his appetite is a little bit more than mine. Um, and yeah, he finished it. But, anyways, my point is, I really was so happy with myself that I didn't force myself to the point where I knew I was going to feel like uncomfortably full. So, again, You know, there's been times where I haven't listened to that and I've gone, you know, um, past that point of on the hunger scale, but it's still, I'm aware of it. And it's just something to really just keep in mind and remind yourself is that I don't have to finish everything that's on my plate. And something that I've really also learned over the past, you know, year or so is that less is more. And this was a habit that I got into um, last summer quite a bit. And that was feeling the need that it was a hot evening or sunny evening. I felt the need to have an ice cream every night after my dinner it got to the stage where I actually didn't even enjoy that ice cream after dinner. It just became a habit. It became something that I was going to do. You know, I'd finish my dinner, I'd walk to the shop, grab an ice cream, and that would be it. And it just got to the stage where I was like, I'm not even looking forward to this. So keep this in mind is that, of course, I'm all about incorporating chocolate and treats and sweets into your day. But sometimes, a lot of the time, actually, less... Is going to be more. And if you know that, you know, it's your whatever day of the week, Thursday, Friday evening, you get home from work. And if you're like, I'm really craving an ice cream or I'm really craving a takeaway, have it, enjoy it. You can factor it in. But you probably then the next day are going to be like, right, I actually don't even want that takeaway. I'm going to, you know, have my healthy, nutritious meal that I've cooked or planned on cooking. Um, So yeah, less is more. And a lot of the time when we tend to have things a little bit too often, we actually don't enjoy them as much. And I'd much rather have, you know, a drink or a couple of drinks on a Saturday night than have, you know, a drink every night of the week, because I'm going to actually look forward to that cocktail or that gin and tonic or whatever it is. Going back to the city breaks, When you are away like that, I am all about enjoying the foods. I use, you know, city breaks as a way to explore the food of the city. So like that, it's a huge part of the culture over there, whether you're in Italy, whether you're in France, whatever. So like that, for me, there is no restriction. There's no off-limits, foods that are going to be off-limits. One thing I will always, always make sure of, and anyone that knows me well or has ever been away with me, I will walk my feet off around a city. And this isn't in a way of like compensating what I'm eating. Like I never, ever would be in that mindset to burn off what I've eaten. But one, it's a great way to see it's uh, a city. And two, in one way, you are going to ex- be expending a lot that you're not going to have that like heaviness of like oh I'm eating you know every few hours and I'm feeling a little bit like bloated and a little bit tired and like it's just I feel it's just a really helpful thing and by no means you have to do that and do you have to get you know 30, 40,000 sex but it definitely is something that I feel is a really good thing to focus on when you're away and especially like that if you're really wanting to you know try all the foods and and just enjoy yourself. So that's when it comes to a city break. When it comes to a holiday, that's like four or five days plus. So you're somewhere for a week or two weeks. Something that I really will always recommend is picking one meal per day that you're really going to enjoy. So again, that might be your breakfast where you're going to have, you know, pancakes in the hotel. They're unreal. They're so nice. And then for the remainder two meals of the day, you're going to have, you know, A chicken salad at lunch and then maybe you're going to have some grilled fish and vegetables for your dinner with you know a drink and or another option here could be like you're going to a really nice Italian you're going to have a lovely pizza but breakfast you want to have you know fruit Greek yogurt and some eggs so you're keeping all your other meals very nutritious very high volume like we talked about already And foods that are going to keep you fuller for longer and have you feeling really good. But then picking one meal that, again, it's not a cheat meal, but it's just a meal that you're really going to enjoy. You're going to have whatever you want in the menu. And still then applying that, you know, hunger scale, fuck yes principle um, rules along with that. Another thing that is not a must for everybody, but something that I find really helps myself and something that I really enjoy is keeping my activity levels high. So what I generally like to do when I'm away is, and this is something I've really changed my mindset on over the last few years. I used to be that person that would go away and I'd have to stay somewhere with their, either with a gym or close to a gym so that I could train. Um, last summer, I went away to France for a week with my boyfriend and we stayed with my dad. And I actually think I trained twice in the week, but something that I really like doing when I'm away is totally switching up my exercise or my, my form of activity. So I might go for a run instead, something that I don't really do that often here, or I might just go for a long walk. And I actually had a weekend in France a couple of weeks ago and I didn't train once, it was four blissful days off, it rained the whole time, so steps weren't overly high, but I really enjoyed the rest, and that's totally fine as well. So I'm kind of giving you two contrasts that I do, Um, I know that when I head away for a week, I'm kind of, because I love my training, I'm kind of itching to train at least two to three times. But other than that, I really try to take it as the opportunity to rest. My training is, I train quite frequently when I'm at home. I'm really on point with my training and consistent with it. That when I'm away, it's my time to chill. But mentally as well, I like to just, you know, get something done. But that can be a run. It can be a little small workout on the beach. It can be literally anything. When it comes to after your weekends or after your holidays, the best thing that you can do here is just get back on track. And I hate to use this on track, off track thing, because I do think it creates this like black or white kind of mentality, all or nothing mentality, which is not the case. We always want to have this, you know, very much, it's a gray area and it's a gray mindset. There's so much in between. You will thank yourself for writing down maybe three to five tasks that you were going to do when you come back from your holiday, be it do a big food shop be it focus on getting your 10,000 steps a day, focus on you know getting your three gym sessions a week. You know you feel your best when you are doing that. So what well, I'm not even saying that from like a body composition perspective, I'm just saying that from a feel good perspective in that you know when you get back to your routine, you are going to feel your best. And the longer it takes to do that, the more of an impact it's gonna have. So I hear this a lot from people, they really struggle to get back into the gym and they're in this, you know, rut of like, oh, post-holiday blues, like back to work. I'm this, I'm that. And honestly, like the best thing you can do is just commit to doing those three to five tasks. That's going to be hard. Don't get me wrong. It is way easier said than done, but think of your future self. Think of what you're going to thank yourself for at the end of that week. And we always say this, when we talk about motivation, this is a question I always get, how do I stay motivated? How do I, you know, f- you know, make sure that I stay motivated, go to the gym and eat well and all this motivation is bullshit like it genuinely is this like thing that doesn't even exist but we have to do the actions first in order to get motivated so for example you have to commit to eating you know nutritious meals for a week two weeks to feel the benefit of that and then to go right this is my lifestyle this is what I'm going to keep doing and same when it comes to the gym same when it comes to getting your steps in The action has to be done first and the motivation comes after. So on that note keep in mind socializing can absolutely be done. Holidays can absolutely be done. All of these things are for enjoyment. At the end of the day like you are going to be on your deathbed one day and you're not going to be thinking about what did I weigh at 30 years old? What dress size was I at 25 or 40 years old? Like. You're not going to care about that. You're going to be thinking about the holidays and the memories that you made and the, you know, weekends, nights out with your friends. But there is that middle ground of enjoying yourself and living life to the fullest while also still achieving your goals. And I think something, if I am to kind of pick and out of the tips and what I suggested there, like, remember that less is more. And I suppose when we do go into things with this YOLO mentality of, fuck it, I may as well just have, you know, all the cake and all the pizza and all this. We're probably not going to, in the short term, we're probably going to feel really good because we're, you know, enjoying the taste of it or whatever. But if we go overboard, we're not really going to feel that great. But when it comes to going away, when it comes to your weekends or your nights out, write down what do I value? What is most important to me on this night out? On a side note, I just had this one client. It was her birthday last weekend and she has been so consistent with her nutrition and with her training, like unbelievably. And she's gotten incredible results from that. And she, reported back to me this week in her check-in that she didn't track all last week. And I was like, I love that. I absolutely love to hear that because she is so consistent 99.9% of the time, that one week of not tracking, eating out, enjoying herself on her birthday, that was that's fine. That has n- zero impact on her progress. So write down what you value. And for her, the last week, she was valuing her friends, her social life, her enjoyment. But this week, she's back valuing her health her gym, her nutrition, her goals, like that is what's most important to her. So these values can change, but it's important that we pay attention to them. So write down what we value, acknowledge what our future self is going to thank us for. What is Vicky next week going to thank herself for? I have a wedding coming up in Spain in 6 weeks time, and I really want to feel good for that wedding. So I'm being a little bit more like that focused on my nutrition, focused on eating out once a week. I'm not going mad and I'm getting back on track the next day, and I'm getting my steps in, all that jazz, and I know because my future self at that wedding wants to feel really good, and I will thank myself for that, but by no means am I saying I'm not allowed to eat or drink anything quote-unquote bad or on the no list for the next six weeks, no, because for me that's not realistic, it's not sustainable, and I don't want to feel like shit as well going away, I still want to make sure that I've lived my life, so focus on those things, and as always if you have any questions I would love to hear from you I'd love to hear your thoughts on this podcast and if you want to share it with your friends your family anybody else you think might find it useful please please do so you can also rate the podcast if you're listening on apple or spotify or wherever you're listening if you are looking for more info on how you can learn more about victory fitness and what we do this is a lot of what we work on with our clients on a weekly one-to-one basis Uh, you can head to our website at victoryfitness.org or you can check out our Instagram, which is where we post all of our content at victory underscore fitness underscore IE. You can also follow me if you are interested in seeing my (laughs) foods, where I eat, my restaurants and where I eat or what I do on holidays. um, If you are interested, I am on Instagram at Vicky Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time.